everybody, welcome to show 219 Aussie Max Zone. We just had a little bit of hiccup there with the beautiful Facebook Live again, but we're running away with it now. So, firstly, Zan, how are you? I'm fantastic, Michael. How are you? Very good, thank Excellent. you. How are you, Garth? Awesome, Excellent. awesome. I have four days of work left four this year. Four days of work. <laughs> and then he retires. Well, no, four days of paid work left this year. I'm sure the, I'm sure the work won't be done. So I just turned my air conditioner off. That made a big difference to the noise. Yeah. Did. So I thought of I thought about doing that, but I decided not. No. <laughs> so don't forget, we are presented by athwebhosting.com.au. Affordable competitive plans, 99.95% uptime, domain registration available, free setup, auto setup 24-7, instant activation, accepts PayPal as well as other cards, over 250 scripts installed with one click, including WordPress, Joomla and many more. They use the cPanel, which is the industry standard user-friendly feature-rich control panel, which also makes it easy for... Um, when you're transferring from another cPanel group, just makes things a lot easier. And 24-7 ticket support, friendly help where needed, from five ninety-five per month when paid annually. So thank you, Glenn. Merry Christmas to Glenn. Merry Christmas, Glenn. Merry Christmas to all the Aussie Tech Head team. Yes. So, um, now, we start our Aussie Apple Ramblings this week. The reminder... This is our last show for the year, and we will be back in about five weeks. But keep an eye on the Aussie Max Zone web pages or the Apple News and Facebook feeds for news and updates that are special over this period. So, uh, I haven't seen any update to this, but it blew up over the weekend that Apple is close to buying Shazam which sources say uh, it's about 560 million Australian dollars. Yeah. Um, in the article uh, that, um, yeah, that I read, it said, yeah, they're, so they, they're speculating $560 million, but it also... They don't know. If, yeah, if you continue reading, it said their net worth in 2015 was, um, was it one... One point three billion Australian there dollars. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but if you can buy a wow, bank. that's a <laughs> that's a bit so, of a difference, isn't it? So two years if they you know sort of drop that much. So I, I think that Apple's keeping this under their hat, and yeah. so same with Shazam because they've been working together for a long time. So. Yeah, yeah. because so. <clears throat> Apple have been using Shazam as the back end for the Siri thing for a little while too, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, and. They could probably also expand it out to um, do podcasts in the background. They actually they bought this translation app that doesn't actually go there and translate and put it onto paper for you. It just apparently it translates our podcasts and then goes through and indexes them so that they can search for better things. That's another company that they bought just recently. I can't think of the name of the company, but... Oh, cool. Yeah, it's just something yep. that happens in the background. Um, so, news.com.au reports Apple is close to nailing down a deal to buy media recognition app maker Shazam Entertainment. 
and that's according to a TechCrunch article from Friday. Apple could announce the agreement to buy the London-based Shazam as soon as Monday, according to the report. TechCrunch cited an anonymous source saying the deal is worth around $560 million Australia. However, that would be less than the over $1.3 billion Australian valuation Shazam announced after its 2015 round of funding. Reps for Apple and Shazam did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Apple would obviously want to use Shazam to bolster its music business and drive sales and subscriptions from users who Shazam songs. The two companies have had a long-standing business relationship under which Shazam app users can click through to purchase songs on iTunes that they've identified. Shazam features also integrated with Apple's Siri voice assistant. Uh, privately held Shazam was founded in 1999 and initially worked by using mobile phones SMS text messaging features to ID a song. In 2008, Shazam was among the first apps in the brand new app store. Shazam app now lets users identify and share audio, TV shows, printed material uh, and movie posters and augmented reality content. The company says its app has been downloaded over 1 billion times by users in over 190 countries and that it uses Shazam content more than 20 million times per day. So that's not bad, is it? 20 yeah, million? That's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, so any more thoughts? So, yeah, look, is it that Shazam, I mean, privately owned, so this is this is a privately owned company, um, and we've seen a 1.3 down to 500-odd million decrease, right? Yep. <laughs> In the valuation, which is, of course, artificial. They're all artificial numbers until it actually happens. Um, but are they just saying, look, this kind of app is not going to be required because it's all just going to be built in, and uh, why now? I think that... Um... Yeah, if, well, if Apple buys Shazam, it will be uh, a regular app on your phone. So when you get your Apple phone, it'll be there. Um, so you know, in case you do, you think so? I, d- I doubt it. <laughs> really? Well, it'll just—I don't know. It'll it's go, go into Siri. You'll just yeah. say, "Hey Siri, what's, what's this?" And... Yeah. So I think Shazam would probably. Yeah, I think it probably would be just integrated, mm-hmm. like okay. like yeah. Siri. Because remember, Siri was just an app. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, yeah. Now, is there a Siri app on your phone? No, there's not. No, there's no, no. Siri app. Um, I'm wondering about Android as well. So you've got the app on Android. Yeah. Will, and obviously Apple Music is also available on the Androids. Whether you know, <laughs> yeah. many people use it. I don't know. I don't know what the uh, the click through on that is. But is this another way to for Apple to get their presence on Android phones? That's a good question, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Click through to Apple Music and listen here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's an in- interesting to see what they do do with the app. Do they just close it down like they do many apps, like very many apps? <laughs> they've um, <laughs> they've purchased and integrated various parts of the technology. Um, and other times, well, actually, I can't think of a good example where they've just kept the app as it is and and you know left it on the market. I think the only one still is Workflow. For iOS, um, yes, there you go. That's that, a that's very good example. That's probably the only one at the moment. Yeah, we don't know what's happening in the background there because that was only they only bought that just before the 
uh, iOS 11 announcement, really, didn't they? So Yeah, it was in that time frame, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Even if they yeah. did integrate it into Suri and it's Shazam, like, you, know, you could always just say, you know, if it's integrated or anything like that, it would be like, hey, Suri, Shazam. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Shazam me. <laughs> it certainly has got... <laughs> it's certainly got a lot of brand recognition, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, it's the Kleenex or the VAC of, you know, for, yeah. for, um, for that kind of recognition type thing. You don't yeah. think... Oh, I can't even think of something. There's plenty of other ones out there. Is there? <laughs> it's a dog one. Something to do with... Well, I, I, I use Shazam. Yeah. yeah. I use it a lot, actually, because <laughs> I watch a lot of, you know, cool TV shows that have got, you know, either older music that I want to know what it is or, you know, newer bluesy type of stuff that I want to quickly hear it. And so I just bam Shazam it straight away so I can look through um, Apple Music ladder and find it. See, you, 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 you Shazam it, you know, you Google it. You, it, it's really yeah, that got, yeah, it's got that it much, is. you know, yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do. It's interesting. So, um, just be careful behind your side. Sorry. Actually, that's one other quick thing there. 1999, who had a clue that it had been around that long? Yeah. And so what, you used to SMS off a little MP3 file? Don't know. To their service and, a, and you got an SMS back? SMS I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy. That's awesome. I remember when you could SMS lyrics. Oh, okay. That's how you did it. You just sent off a couple of the lyrics. Yeah. Cool. If it's, if it's okay. the same thing I'm thinking of when I had my, you know, old Nokia thing and you'd hear something and then, you know, do that and come back and it'd be like, oh, that's, you know, Guns N' Roses, blah, blah, blah. You know, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, our next story, I thought this was, this was a bit interesting, actually. So, Johnny Ive returns to Apple design management role after two years, reports Bloomberg. Bloomberg, not Bloomberg. <laughs> Bloomberg, there we go. <laughs> From now on, they shall be known as Bloomberg. <laughs> um, Johnny Ive, Apple's chief design officer, is returning to his management role with Apple's design group after handing off managerial duties in 2015. 9 to 5 noted that Ives' design deputies, Dye and Howarth, were no longer listed on Apple's leadership page earlier today, and news of Ives' return broke from Bloomberg. Bloomberg got confirmation on the record about Johnny's new role. With the completion of Apple Park, Apple's design leaders and teams are again reporting directly to Johnny Ive, who remains focused purely on design. Amy Bassetti, a company spokeswoman, said Friday in a statement. So yeah, is he finished finish doing his building stuff? So um, I don't know. Not too sure what to make of that. Yeah. And th that sort of statement is a little bit contradictory too, wasn't it? He returns to this role where he's being more of a manager, but he's retaining a, his pure focus. Like who's managing that? If his focus is purely on design. Um, design. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing the actual managing of the people then. Yeah. <laughs> Apple said too that um, uh, two of the other designers were no longer listed in that in that role. Is that yeah. correct? In the leadership team, yeah. yeah that doesn't mean they've team. left Apple or anything like that, though. Where, where, where have they gone? <laughs> I bet they're still where they are. It's just a name. 
yes, bunch sir. of people changing their names on the doors. Yes. Just yeah. Fair enough. Johnny's come home. That's right. <laughs> 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 As an aside, I, I just be talk, talking about Apple Park and Johnny. Um, he had a there's a particular chair that's very similar to a chair from the 80s or 70s that was a really popular chair that they still sell something like a million a day of these particular chairs okay. worldwide. And some of his mates have designed a new chair and he went and liked it so much that he said, all right, well, we'll have... Um, so basically every staff member's got one of these new chairs in a blue colour at the new the new campus. He bought, bought chairs for everybody from wow. one company. <laughs> Wow, to, okay. I need to find out what this chair is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll so, yeah. Um, I remember a uh, philosophy lecture that I was at a long time ago where they, yeah, the platonic chair was the, the point of discussion. It was quite, quite extraordinary. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll move on from that. <laughs> um, so we've got Apple cracking down on template application. So giving developers January 1 deadline. So Apple's been working di diligently over the last year to clean up the App Store and get rid of spam and clone applications. A new report from TechCrunch, however, outlines the effect that Apple's newfound efforts are having on apps built around templates. The report explains that Apple is cracking down on applications that are built from a commercialized template or app generation service. While Apple has included new rules about these types of apps following WWDC in June, only now is it starting to crack down. Apple has been sending emails to companies taking advantage of templates, telling them that any new applications will be rejected. So that's any new applications. It's unclear, unclear however, what approach Apple will take to existing applications. TechCrunch explains that some developers have been able to continue to update their apps, but now fear that Apple could change its tone at any point. So. These apps are for, um, like people go door to door and say, all right, they'll go to all the hairdressers in, in a, a little town and say, do you want an app for you to, to take bookings and do advertisements and things? Then they'll go to the next hairdresser and sign them up and the next hairdresser, and they'll change it around a little bit, but it'll it, they're almost identical. And also... Um, Apparently, takeaway food joints is pretty big too. Um, same sort of thing, where people have just gone, "Oh, that's a good idea. I'll just call that, you know, like a word document where you just change change the name of the menu from, you know, Harry's Cafe to Wheels to yeah, or Porto or something, you know." Like, see that kind of thing to me, I don't, I don't see. That doesn't strike me as too wrong. No. That's fine to me. I mean, where it's um, this slot game version 155 with different different versions of Pharaoh and yada yada in the title. Yes. That, yeah. <laughs> that seems more of a problem. But where it's I, – I was sort of thinking about this and like Libsyn, the, you know, the media host um, that I use, they will provide a app for you at a given price, you know, um, and it's basically the same app as every, you know, and any, anyone can get the same app, but it just means you have 
an Aussie Mac Zone app, for example. Yeah. So fans of the show could download that particular app. Now it'll be pretty much exactly the same, except for different artwork and headings on the document, like you said with a Word document. Yeah, and then um, the as any other show. And but it the means RSS that feed somewhere else. Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't know. That doesn't sound too wrong to me. I, like, no. I, what, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It is the ones where they have. Here's a game that you can, you know, not Frogger, but you know, Flappy Bird, for instance. Yeah. You know, and then you can get one with a blue background that's called Flappy Bird, Flappy Bird Blue, and then one with a green background. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. That that sounds more wrong. You've got, but where you've got independent people just wanting a cheap way to get an app that serves a purpose for their audience. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what happens. I, I agree. Yeah. So if, correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't that basically um, Squarespace do a similar thing with your web page, but they also give you that choice to make an app for that web page? And that's all template stuff. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you can go and customize the template and make it a bit your own. But you're building up a template. page and you get a little dongle for your app to go in and see they can go to and find your web page or whatever it brings you straight there. This is how this Squarespace make their money. And if if um, hmm. Mac are doing that, then it may, would it be hard for new up-and-coming businesses that are not as tech-savvy as some people would have thought, okay, I'm going to use this because it's the cheaper way to do it. Hmm. And then they yeah. they come with the app, and then make it like, well, you know, you can't do that. You need a completely designed new app. Yeah, well, that, that's a bit silly. It feels like they're pushing the the small guy out of the market. Anyway, yeah. Interesting. To see. Unless you know, they're, they're saying template, and we're just reading too much into that. They they may be talking about those knockoff games, and yeah. you know, oh, very targeted yeah. that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, now, interesting little thing which. Um, if you type let it snow into the <laughs> Apple Store app not the App Store app which is what I did first I'm going it doesn't work you idiot um, on iOS for a surprise holiday Easter egg first discovered by Reddit user Apple is getting into the holiday spirit this year the current current the, the company recently released an update to its Apple Store app on iOS and hidden in that update is a neat little Easter egg. Simply head into the app, tap on the search icon in the upper right corner and type let it snow. You should then see snowflakes start to fall from the top of your display. Pretty cool. And now you can shake the device and the snow moves like it's in a snow globe. So Apple, oh, Did you try it and it worked for you? Yes. Yep. Oh, I tried it. It didn't work at all. It started raining. And I shook the device and it started a thunderstorm. <laughs> it's too bloody hot to snow, you idiot. <laughs> I did it and then probably played with it way longer than I should have, considering that I'm almost snowed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was fascinated by it. <laughs> well, we, we, know, we know what to get Zahn for Christmas, don't we? <laughs> snow globe. Just sit him in the corner. That's right. <laughs> yep. Beer in one hand, game. snow globe in the other. <laughs> Perfect day. <Yeah. laughs> Sounds right, actually, doesn't it? <laughs> so Apple usually doesn't do things like Easter eggs, so this is a nice little moment in the Apple Store app. 
That's He's, pretty out of they character. They can't even get the season right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there should be a burning glare pointing at you as well in the southern <laughs> yeah. hemisphere. Yeah, if we could hear it, just would say your phone's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three yeah. inches from the sun. <laughs> so don't forget we're promoting yeah. Yeah. Aussie Tech Radio. Now, on Aussie Tech Radio, you'll get to hear lots of Australian and New Zealand podcasts 24-7, seven days a week. Uh, Glenn updates them on Fridays. So, And our sister podcast, the award-winning Aussie Tech Security Pod... Oh, sorry, the Aussie Tech Security Podcast. They didn't win an award yet. Uh, not yet. <laughs> Maybe next year. And the f- world-famous Australian award-winning Aussie Tech Heads podcast. So... And don't forget, we're also on Apple News under Aussie Maxo. And we're on Spotify as well. Aren't we getting there? So I've got a couple of quick, quicker news stories. <laughs> <laughs> Apple HomeKit floor. So in iOS 11.2, which just came out, um, some smart gadgets were left vulnerable. BBC is reporting that Apple has fixed a security flaw in its HomeKit system that could have let unauthorized people control smart home gadgets, such as door locks and lights. The bug appeared in the latest version of 11.2 and could have left criminals unlock internet connected doors. A researcher disclosed the problem to tech news site 9to5Mac. Apple said that it now had, had now disabled remote HomeKit access for shared users as a temporary solution. And the company's HomeKit framework lets IA devices control internet-connected gadgets made by a variety of manufacturers. Customers do not need to update the software on devices because the fix has been implemented on Apple servers. However, some HomeKit functionality will be temporarily unavailable. 9to5 said the flaw had serious ramifications, but it accepted it was difficult to exploit. Apple said in a statement, the issue affecting HomeKit users running 11.2 has been fixed. The fix temporarily disables remote access, which will be restored in a software update uh, early next week, it added. So, very good. Very. Just means that my wife can't well, turn the crap. air conditioning it's off. It's good that they're fixed, though. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> when, you, when I heard that, okay. well, when I heard that, when I read that, for some reason, I just saw people, you know, turning, you know, air conditioners off and on and just playing horrible tricks on people, really. You know, <laughs> lights flashing and... Yeah, just sit there and make yeah, the exactly. garage door open, garage yeah, door closed. That's garage door open, yeah. garage door closed. <laughs> I, I didn't think about criminals breaking into my home or anything like that. I just thought about, you know... Garage door open. Yeah, Everybody walk in. <laughs> now, Sega releases Streets of Rage for iOS as a free-to-play Sega Forever title with local network multiplayer mode. The Sega Forever collection has increased in size once more with Sega bringing the iPhone and iPad port of classic fighting game Streets of Rage to the free-to-play roster, complete with support for cooperative play across multiple mobile devices, and Zahn's wetting his pants. Yay! 
doesn't love 80s and 90s video games? No. I know I do. I know I love them. Um, like I said last week, I have the you know the Mario Run app and um, game. It's fantastic. I love playing it. Um, and so this is a new one. I can't wait to get this. I'm gonna go home and hopefully download it tonight. And uh, when I'm at work, working hard tomorrow, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're a bit dubious about the working hard part now. <laughs> Game in one hand, snow cone in the other. That's right. Snow globe. Snow, snow globe. globe, yes. He won't know. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's get that right. <laughs> he won't know which way to look, though. <laughs> oh, sparkles. Ooh, ooh, sparkles. Ooh. <laughs> um, now, it pays to shop around. With Amazon finally opening in Australia, it still pays to shop around. I found this amazing. Some of this. So Apple's, uh, sorry, Philips Hue White and Color Wireless Ambient Starter Kit, A19 E27. So that's what it is. Amazon ship price from from Australia, three hundred and seventy nine Australian dollars plus freight. Apple. Pick up in store or ships free, two hundred and eighty nine ninety five. So ninety bucks cheaper. Ninety dollars cheaper. Yeah, like, that, that's... <laughs> and then another one that I looked up, Apple iPad iPad Pro ten point five Wi Fi. So Apple, this is the dearest one. Apple pick up in store or ships free nine hundred and seventy nine dollars. Amazon Shop, which is a Maysim, is $925. Or if you go to a Maysim, their homepage, it's $915. But I just want you to be aware before you all jump for that one. It may not carry the same warranty as when buying from Apple, as it is, quote, direct import. It has two-year warranty peace of mind with free extended warranty locally serviced in Australia. But that that's not the same as... That means giving it back to a Maysim, they take it for a week or two or three and then get it back to yeah. you as opposed to taking it down to the Apple store. Because it makes... Yeah. It's probably only got... If it's imported, it's only got one-year warranty and then they've, you know, they pay the insurance or just do cover the insurance themselves. Like if you bought extended warranty at the shop so yeah you can save money but you may be without your device for a longer period of time but yeah just i'm still amazed about the globes in the first place like why they're 90 dollars dearer 90 dollars is a huge amount yeah it's strange isn't it and what's worse is they were available um amazon like a black monday special for like 70 dollars (laughs) us Which okay. annoys me even more. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes. So I guess that Amazon's got a lot, a long way to come. Yes, they're new. <clears throat> yes, they're late. Um, and they still got a long way to sort of impress the Australian consumer on what they're yeah. going to do. But I, I couldn't find anything in in the first couple of searches I was doing. I actually didn't find anything supplied by Amazon as yet. It's all supplied by other stores yeah so they're working with other stores at the moment because they're still 
which yeah. is the way they work in the states. Yeah. But I think they do supply stuff themselves as well. So yeah, they do, but yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. But. Now, what about this? Apple's app of the year makes sense if you've been paying attention to the news. So, for a picture of what life was like in 2017, look no further than the apps, movies, books, and music that top the App Store and iTunes chart. This, this week, Apple revealed the most popular titles that iOS users downloaded over the course of the year. In terms of media, the top choices weren't surprising. Uh, Mona and Rogue One, a Star Wars story, topped the movies list. Drake was the most listened to on Apple Music. And the most downloaded book titles were ones recently adapted into TV shows, such as The Handmaid's Tale. But among the top apps, Snapchat, Facebook, sorry, Snapchat, Facebook Messenger and Instagram land in the top five. But it's Apple's pick of the year that's most intriguing. The one category that feels like a genuine trend, uh, one that wasn't bolstered by Apple's own apps or APIs, is mental health and mindfulness. So over the past year or two, the writer of the story tried uh, a variety in this place, in this category, including Headspace, which a lot, a lot of people, other podcast users talk about and swear by, and Muse, M-U-S-E, a meditation app that uses input from a brainwave sensing headband to guide your zen. As its editors pick in this category, and on top of that, its app of the year, Apple selected Calm. The app, which debuted in 2012, includes guided meditations ranging in time from 3 to 25 minutes, sleep stories to wind you down at the end of the day, breathing exercises, and music selections to help you relax, focus, or sleep. Even though mindfulness and meditations apps are a growing trend, you'll notice Apple didn't actually pick one of the most downloaded apps of the year, which included Bitmoji or Snapchat and YouTube. These may have been the most downloaded, but they don't capture the essence of an iPhone user in 2017. Someone desperately trying to unwind, but unable to separate themselves from their phone. Calm fits that bill perfectly. So got more there's links uh, in the show notes to more of the story of course so has anyone got anything else they want to bring up no sorry i'm just shopping on amazon hang on <laughs> <laughs> although there really is nothing there is there <laughs> there's not much there in it i should say no not yet i was um, <laughs> well i was reading online earlier today about uh, what do you call it? Rumors about a bigger iPhone. They may be bringing out a bigger iPhone in 2018, and a uh, smaller one, and a smaller <laughs> one. Um, they're, they're talking about bringing it out in the eight, maybe an eight plus, or or something like that. But again, these are all speculations. Um, but I was just reading on and thinking, I actually really like the size of the ten. I have the S. Uh, 6 plus now it's a huge phone it's great I I really do like it especially for you know if I'm on the train and I want to watch Netflix or something like that it's got a great view but the the, the 10's not much smaller and you can still get that same quality of picture so I don't know if a bigger phone is warranted 
I think having something a little bit smaller in your pocket would, you know, is better. So anyway, there were any rumours, so that's what I've been doing today. <laughs> okay. Anything, Anything else, my friend? Uh, Not from me, I'm afraid. No. Well, we just pay a little. We're just going to talk over this so we don't get a takedown. <laughs> <laughs> this just goes with the rest of the show because of what we were talking about. But, um, yeah. That's interesting. It doesn't play in the background. There it is. <laughs> so, yes. So. I want everybody to have a merry Christmas and a safe Christmas yes. and an awesome little holiday for our part-timer over here. <laughs> merry Christmas, guys. I hope you have a fantastic holiday and uh, with your family, guys, and I hope you enjoy your, your vacation. I'll, I'll see Thank you very much. through the holidays, so I don't need to say <laughs> lovely holidays to him because me being a part of the holiday makes it lovely for him. That's right. <laughs> Excellent. No, I hope you guys both have a... Have a good, you know, good break for a couple of weeks there. And listeners, I hope you all stay safe and we see you back here this time next year. Well, not this time next year, but <laughs> <laughs> mid-January next year. Sometime next year. When so we go around to just it. Make, yeah, give those um, snow globes a bit of a rest, man. Yeah. Don't, don't go too crazy with them. I don't want to hurt my wrists. <laughs> no, then... that's right. Michael, don't you hurt your wrists doing anything else either. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to our listeners and uh, remember to keep up on our Facebook while we're on holiday and um, tell us anything you want to know about next year. Yeah, and we'll, um, we do have a couple of people that will be showing up as guests next year already. So we're looking forward to that. And thank you to Excellent. our listeners, supporters and sponsors. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>